about FedNow, which is set to replace Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Zelle, uh, controlled by the government, the Federal Reserve Bank. Should we be concerned about government overreach right now? What does this mean for our currency? How does this tie into central bank digital currency? Here to join me is Eva Tompkins, currency expert, attorney, day trader, specializing in Forex. You you trade currencies involving um, foreign currencies that have already switched over to central bank digital currency, something we're really concerned about because what does that mean for our privacy um, and our autonomy? Thank you for joining me. So first of all, before we, absolutely. So before we jump into this, I want to play a clip from my friend, finance expert, Danny Devan, who breaks it down like this. I'm going to get your reaction to it. You need to say goodbye to Venmo, Zelle, PayPal, and Cash App because FedNow is coming and you don't have a choice. FedNow is a payment service by the government coming out in July that your bank will have to sign up for, which is the first step to make the dollar digital. Now, how does this work? Well, if you buy something on Amazon, your money won't go directly to Amazon anymore. It will first go to the Fed's account and then go to Amazon. This means the government will know everything you use your money for and if they want to they can reject any purchase you make take money out whenever and decide what you can and can't spend your money on yes it will be faster for payments to settle easier to get stimulus and lowers costs that you have to pay to your banks but your privacy is gone so is it truly worth it and guess what you don't even have a choice to participate or not our banks are the ones who will decide for us so follow me to stay tuned on the final details before it actually comes out wow Okay, so he breaks that, he breaks down FedNow's definition like that. What's your reaction? Well, my reaction is he's right about a lot of things in there. That's what they want to do. Um, but he says we don't have a choice. Right now we do have a choice. And the important thing is we need to exercise our choice now while we can um, and let our let our uh, you know our Congress people, our um, senators, our state governors, our state attorney general's office, let them know right now we are opposed to this. We don't want to lose our freedom. He's right. The fed, the fed now service is like he says a, an infrastructure that needed to be built before CBDCs could be brought on by our federal government. It's a, a payment transfer infrastructure is the best way to think about it. You needed to have the pay, the instant transfer infrastructure so that once the CBDC gets rolled out, there's a way to transfer it from one party to another. So in his example, the way to transfer it would be um, you would have an account with the Federal Reserve at FedNow and your money would come out of the Federal Reserve, go to Amazon and by, you know, Amazon would ship your your, your package. Um, but we do have a choice. We don't have to accept this and we should fight this as long as possible because CBDCs, if someone doesn't understand what a CBDC is, um, it's a fully traceable, fully programmable currency, which means that it would be programmable by the federal reserve, the central bank, the federal government would set the rules as to how, when and where you could spend that currency. It's basically a digital prison that's masquerading as money. Um, we don't want that. So how is that different from what we know as money now? Right now, uh, we use cash or we use what you can call bank digital currency, which is um, 
digital money that we essentially have with our banks. We use our debit card. We have money in the banks, um, but it's really kind of digital. You know, we use credit cards. We use digital means to pay for things. And that's fine. The banks have been very good about protecting our privacy and allowing us to not intervening and telling us where we can and where we can't spend our money. The government, if if we go to a CBDC, the government would you're, ask you to turn over your money to them or issue you the CBDC in place of the money you have in your bank. And they would have the authority and the ability to control and enforce where you can spend your money, what you can spend it on, how much of it you can spend. So they need an infrastructure like FedNow. In order to roll out the CBDC, yes. In order to have a central bank digital currency, which Congress has been talking about whether we should do a central bank digital currency. Uh, FedNow, I guess, was in the works of being built in 2019, and it's been uh, a pilot project with more than 100 banks, I guess, since then, and we didn't even know. That's correct. Yeah, there have been a lot of pilot programs. There was Project Hamilton. Um, there was another project um, that they've been they've been doing these beta tests, these pilot programs to test out the system, to test out how they would go about doing this. This has been in the works for a while. Okay, so Danny's video he's talking about uh, instead of your money going to directly to Amazon to buy something, it goes it reroutes through FedNow, the federal government, and then into Amazon. How is that necessary? Why do we need to do that? They're acting like it's an, a wonderful new convenience, but it sounds like an unnecessary extra step. It's an unnecessary extra step, correct. They want to do this because they want to have control over the American people. They think it's dangerous when we have cash that we could spend as we please that's not traceable. They want to trace it because they want to control us. And their excuse as to how they're going to sell this is that it's for your security. We can fight terrorism if we know where all the money's coming from and where it's going. And it's also for your convenience because uh, transfers will be instant and fees will be reduced. You won't pay as much in fees or you won't pay anything at all in fees, they might say. Um, but it's kind of like the Patriot Act after 9-11. After 9-11 with the Patriot Act, they sold that to us the same way. It's for your security. We can fight Islamic terrorists. We can... But they turned around and took those, What they weaponized the Patriot Act against the American people. We've lost a lot of privacy. We've lost a lot of uh, our civil rights to the Patriot Act. And the same thing would happen with the CBDCs. We would be essentially a communist country overnight once the CBDCs are rolled out. Really? Uh, really. Because, because communism is basically where the government owns all the property and the people don't own anything. So you, the Federal Reserve would be asking you to put your money at the Federal Reserve and they would own all the property and then they would have the right to say no if you want your money back. Or if you wanted so to spend are, your money would there, you know. would there be alternate ways for us to transact? Um, Is there a way for us to circumvent this? We have to fight it now. We have to tell our state. Um, attorneys general, our state governors, our representatives in Congress, now that we're absolutely opposed to this, to fight it. I think that once the CBDC is rolled out at first, 
at first it will be rolled out alongside of your normal um, forms of money that you use now. But eventually they'll take away those alternate, those other forms of money, cryptocurrency. They could easily ban cryptocurrency and say, no, you have to use central bank digital currency. And they they can scare you or scare the people by saying, well, terrorists use crypto, so we have to ban crypto. They could ban you holding gold and silver. They've done that in the past. Historically, they did that before. So you deal a lot with foreign currencies and foreign nations are quickly rolling out what you're, what you're talking about right now. Yes. Uh, last weekend I heard about uh, one nation apparently finds therapy or can you can face jail time. That's right. In the European Union, you can face jail time for transacting with cash. Tell me about yes. this. Yeah. The, the European Union just came out with that law. That law just went into effect where if you spend a thousand euros in cash, they consider your transaction to be on the gray market and you could be immediately arrested and thrown into jail for using a thousand euros in cash. And they're looking to uh, bring those limits down. So they want to limit you to maybe only being able to spend 200 or 300 dollars, you know, 300 euros in cash. And even less than that, um, Christine Lagarde uh, was on, she was caught on tape saying that even $100 is not safe. Even $100 is, or 100 euros is dangerous. They're really trying to exact that much control on the people, which is, in my opinion, wrong. I mean, it takes away our freedom. We will not be free. True freedom is the freedom to be able to conduct whatever financial transactions you wish to, to buy whatever you want um, in the privacy of your own home, not traceable. You can have your anonymity. That's true freedom, to be able to make those decisions for yourself or to decide you want to save as much money as you want to save. If CBDC gets rolled out, and if that's what we're limited to, the government could say, you know, our consumer spending numbers are not high enough. We need to put an expiration date on this money. And therefore, you'll be forced to spend your CBDC before it evaporates. Wow. Okay, I want to show the Associated Press. Um, Fact checkers have been circling the wagons to ensure you know that FedNow will not replace cash. They're saying uh, that now, but they have a clear intention to eliminate cash because they see cash as dangerous because they cannot trace your $100 bill. Your $100 bill in cash, you can spend anywhere without anybody knowing about it. They consider that to be dangerous and they want to eliminate that power. So right now they're not telling you that that's their intention, but we know that that's their intention because they've said it. Um, other central banks have said that. And that's true. And Congress also- is considering bills right now to institute a central bank digital currency, which would be a replacement currency for the dollar, right? Yes, it would be. It would be dollar for dollar, your replacement currency. And the Fed would likely start out issuing it in the form of Social Security, uh, welfare, Medicare, um, maybe um, IRS refunds would be issued in CBDC. But the minute $1 of CBDC is rolled out, it's going to go through the entire economy and it will eventually uh, replace cash. Because think about it, if if you're on Social Security or if you have a grandmother on Social Security and she's got to spend that Social Security, so she'll spend it at the store, 
you know, buying groceries. So then the grocery store has CBDC so that they'll end up eventually paying that to their employees. It's going to circulate throughout the entire uh, economy. And a lot of these, a lot of the states, a large portion of their budget and their funding comes from the federal government. Like, for instance, the state of Florida, uh, approximately a third of their budget comes from the federal government. The federal government can say, well, even though uh, Governor DeSantis just um, came down with legislation that the state of Florida will not accept CBDC, they may have to accept CBDC if that comes from the federal government and they receive a third of their money from the federal government. So, but we wow. need more states like Florida, who's enacted legislation saying we will not do CBDC. We need more states to stand up to this. And we need the states to get together, the attorneys generals of all these states to get together and sue the Fed and sue the federal government to prevent them from rolling out the CBDC. Because once it's rolled out, there's no taking it back. Once the government takes your power, it never gives it back. Right. I think it's interesting that the Fed now is is being touted as is not not forced. You don't have to do, you know, each bank doesn't have to do Fed now, but it'll be a wonderful convenience. But that new pharmaceutical when it was rolled out a couple of years ago, it was also not mandatory and then more and more places made it mandatory. And then it was made mandatory, right? Same thing with the CDC. Right. They'll do it the same way. They use a carrot first. And then if you don't accept the carrot, they beat you with a stick. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, just developing over the weekend was another major bank failure. Wall Street Journal reporting first Republic Bank is seized, sold to JP Morgan in second largest U.S. bank failure in American history. Now, Karine Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, was asked about about this today. I just want to show what she had to say. Are you bracing for more banks to fail? So let me lay out a couple of things. We haven't really had an opportunity uh, to speak to this on the record. So uh, as you saw, today's actions ensure the continued resilience of the banking system including at community and other banks, which are vital to the American economy, small businesses and workers as well. All First Republic insured and uninsured deposits are being assumed by J.P. Morgan Chase. The American people and American businesses can continue to have confidence that their deposits will be there if they need them. At the same time, these actions are being taken in a matter that ensures that the First Republic, which was severely mismanaged, is being held accountable. While depositors are being protected, shareholders will continue uh, will entirely uh, lose their investments. And uh, in addition, no taxpayer uh, dollars will be used to facilitate this action. Any losses associated with the resolution of First Republic will be borne by fees on banks and not by taxpayers. Going forward, the president has been clear that he that we must be uh, or do more to ensure the continued resilience of the banking system. The president has called on Congress uh, to take additional action to ensure that regulators have the tools they need to hold the executives of failed institutions accountable. And he has called on regulators to reverse a series of steps taken during the prior administration to relax regulation and supervision of large regional banks like Silicon uh, Valley banks. Okay, so what's your reaction to that? You know, she's talking about holding holding banks accountable like they're the bad guys um, in this. The government is the good guy swooping in. Yeah, that's not the case. <laughs> the government and the Federal Reserve created this situation. 
I wouldn't call the banks the bad guys. Uh, in some cases, uh, there's more that they could do to hedge themselves. Like for instance, with in the case of Silicon Valley Bank, um, they were sitting on these uh, these bonds and all the banks are sitting on these bonds. They bought these bonds at zero rates and with the Fed created this, this situation by hiking rates so quickly. The faster, you know, the more that the Fed hikes rates, the more worthless these bonds become and the more the banks are losing money on these bonds. That's what's creating the situation, um, quite honestly. And so it's in the case of Silicon Valley Bank, they had a lot of these bonds. They weren't properly hedged, so they failed first. There may be some other banks that are going to fail also, maybe because they didn't properly hedge. But the real cause, the, the, the first cause is that they bought these bonds at zero rates, Fed hiked rates really fast, and those bonds dropped in value. So they're going to be sitting on these losses. Wow. Okay, I want to show a currency in circulation live look uh, at the Federal Reserve currency in circulation. So this is a year ago versus today. You can see throughout March and April, printing of money went crazy, spiked like crazy. You know, you're talking about in the Fed increasing interest rates to, you know, fix inflation. But the Fed is also printing money like never before. Uh, so as you just explained, causing banks to fail through these interest rate hikes while increasing inflation through printing of money at an escalator rate. Is is this planned? Are they doing all this? They, the Fed wants banks to fail so that they can institute a, a new digital currency. They they want inflation to get so bad that they that they have to create a new currency to fix it. What's your take? Well, I'm not in the room, so I can't speak as to their intentions. I can only analyze what I see from their actions. And you're absolutely right. They've hiked rates very quickly, but at the same time, they're also printing money. And I might add that once they do roll out CBDC, CBDC is going to be a liability on the on the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. So, for instance, like with your money in your bank, you have X amount of dollars in, in the bank. That's considered a liability against the bank. The bank takes in your money. They uh, create money by uh, loaning that out as business loans, car loans, real estate loans, um, and they create money in that way, but your money is considered a liability on them. If, this, if the Federal's out of CBDC, um, they're going to be taking on for for each dollar in CBDC that's rolled out. That's going to be a liability on their balance sheet, and they're going to have to expand their balance sheet even more, print more money to offset that 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 liability that they'll be taking on their balance sheet. So wow. they will be printing money more in order to roll out the CBDC, which will in hand you know create more inflation. I see. Okay, so back to Fed now. Do you think that this is the end of Cash App and and uh, Venmo? I don't know if you saw the conspiracy theories last month, but it was odd that the the creator of Cash App died at the about within weeks of Fed now announcing it being a replacement for Cash App. Wow, that's that's quite a coincidence. I don't know if there's any connection there, but um, that's what they would like to do. That is what they what will happen down the line. 
maybe not immediately, but that's what they they want to do. They want these other cash apps to go away. They want you only to use the FedNow service. They want businesses to voluntarily sign up for this. They want to be the only game in town. And that's why I say this is a digital prison that's masquerading as money. They want to control every dollar that you have available to you. And they want to intervene and decide what you can and can't do with that money. Right. Yeah, here's the ABC article about Cash App founder Bob Lee. He was stabbed to death at about 2.30 a.m. in San Francisco uh, back in uh, beginning of April, uh, which is around the same time that, that FedNow came out. Uh, further investigation said that it was the big brother of someone who work, works with him who stabbed him thinking he did something inappropriate to his sister. So that's, um, that's the word in the news of why the cash app founder was actually killed. But some people wonder, you know, conspiracy theories, just the timing has caused conspiracy theories to pop up once again. Now, curious timing for sure. Yeah. You're, you're relating the rollout of central bank digital currency, which is already happening in nations around the world. You're relating it to the book of revelation in the Bible. Tell me about that. Yes, I am. Because Revelation 13, 17 uh, is very clear and it basically states uh, and that no man might buy or sell save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So the Bible tells us that this will happen eventually. And, you know, I've known about all these Bible prophecies for years and I was thinking, how could that happen? How could they control what you buy or what you sell? How could they control your money like that? CBDC is how they could do it. CBDC is the key that unlocks Revelation 13, 17 and makes that possible to occur. So we know by that verse that it will happen. I feel compelled to sound the alarm because people are not ready for this. So we know from the Bible that these prophecies say that this will happen. So it will happen eventually, but people aren't ready yet. And I think people need to be prepared. Um, I think we need to fight this as long as possible. Um, Try to um, put this off for as long as possible with states suing the federal government to prevent them from doing this, because I really think people are not prepared. I mean, how many people do you know that are prepared to go bartering for their goods or their services, or, or for food. I mean, it may it may eventually come to that. Um, we, you know, how many people are ready to um, survive without running to the supermarket to pick up a couple items? So, you know? how can we how can we protect our money right now? Well, in the meantime, support your local community banks. Absolutely mm-hmm. support them because, especially if you're a business, if you're a community a business in the community. Um, you can work with that bank and they will work with you and let them know that you're opposed to these CBDCs because these CBDCs will eliminate the banking industry. Right now, the Fed is saying we're going to work with banks and you're, you know, your bank is going to be the intermediary between you and Fed now, but they don't need the banks. Once Fed now is established and everybody has an account with the Federal Reserve, they're not going to need the banks. They're going to eliminate all of the banks. The banks will be gone. The banking industry will be gone as we know it. Um, so the, the banks really should be standing up and fighting for this. They're, they should stand up and fight for their lifeblood. Um, but go to your community, local community bank and tell them you support them. 
um, and, you know, have an account there, um, especially if you're a business. Um, eventually, if that bank does fail, it's going to be absorbed by a larger bank and, and you know, you probably won't lose anything and all that because the Fed is saying and that uh, person, the press secretary was saying that the, the banks will take in the depositors that were in that community bank and they won't lose anything. The depositors won't lose anything in that transfer. But we need to support our local community banks. Also, if you want, if you have a large sum of money um, that you want to protect, I would suggest perhaps getting also a custodial account. You know, not your typical bank account, because if a bank goes like a brokerage account, like a brokerage account, any custodial type of account is subject to different rules than your typical bank account. And that would protect your money a bit more. Okay. Wow. I can't give legal advice or financial advice. I'm not a registered financial advisor, but those accounts are more protective and that would protect your money a little bit more. All right. Checking comments. This Mike says, yep. Book of Revelation, spot on. Uh, Wonder Bucket says, Ivory, we got to make eggs the new currency. That's right. That's man. right. I'm, I'm ready to barter. Right. I got my two backyard chickens. <laughs> okay. Um, chickens are good. Chickens are good to have. <laughs> this uh, Herman Guild is asking thoughts on Bitcoin versus gold. What's your take? Um Bitcoin may be easier to use in the meantime because, but both can be banned. Gold banned. historically has been banned. Um, but don't you think gold is harder to ban because you can have it in your pocket? Yeah. In fact, it is physical. Very, I actually have gold right here. Very small quantities of gold are worth a lot of money. So you can secretly hide them and transact person to person without these feds knowing. True. And you can do it when the power's out also, you know, unfortunately with Bitcoin and digital forms of money, they don't work when the network's down or when the power's out. So gold has that advantage. And you're right. It's a physical thing. You, When you have it in your hand, you own it. Like cash, when you have it in your hand, you own that cash. The same thing with the gold and with silver uh, and those precious metals. Those are, I think, perhaps better to have, but really both can be banned. If the Fed really wants to play hardball, uh, they can ban both of them. Historically, gold and silver was banned in the past when they were forcing adoption of the current banking system that we live under. Wow. Um, <laughs> scary times. Uh, it's good to be prepared and knowledgeable. Thank you so much for educating my viewers. I have linked Eva Tompkins' Substack down in my description. So, Click her Substack down there below. She will be keeping us updated on uh, what the heck to do with our as this currency shift sneaks right in. Absolutely. And let me just part with this one thought, if I could. Sure. The bottom line is we need to rely on God because even when the end times come and the revelation says that we will go through a great tribulation, God will protect us through that tribulation. We always need to rely on God. You know, the Bible says 365 times, fear not. There is no reason to fear if we put our faith and our trust in God rather than in man. So I'll just end with that thought. Love that. Yeah. Do not do not be led by fear, everybody. Don't have um, a spirit of fear. There's no reason to have a spirit of fear, but we can fight back. We can push back on this as long as possible because people are really not prepared and we need to get people prepared. We need to prepare people for what's coming. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for helping to prepare people. Everyone go follow Eva's Substack. All the best to you and keep in touch. Talk to you later. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye.